Welcome back to Blake's Takes, everyone. I'm your host, Blake. And once again with me, after a few episodes hiatus, we have our co-host, Garrett. Hey, everybody. So today, I kind of just want to take a look back at Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You know, we do have Across the Spider-Verse coming out very, very soon. But just really wanted to, you know, just look back at this masterpiece. I don't know. Dude, it was a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. And I will never understand the hate that this movie gets as well. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like whenever you have... it's very critically acclaimed. It is very critically acclaimed. The amount of people that I've heard say it's overrated... Yes. It's kind of shocking. It's There's a lot. There is a a lot. lot. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I think, like, whenever you have a masterpiece of a movie like this, you're always going to have those people. Because, like, you look at at The Dark Knight, dude, masterpiece of a superhero Mm -hmm. film, and you're always going to have those people, that's the most overrated movie ever, I can't believe that's your top pick. I'm like, dude, you're just trying to be different. And that's exactly what people did with Into the Spider-Verse, so... What are your expectations for Across the Spider-Verse? High? They gotta be high. No, they I mean, are they, high. <laughs> Bro, they, they set the bar so they high did. with the first movie. Um, the only worry that I have is literally just Sony. Like, Sony concerns me, Well, the period. worry, the, and where that worry comes from is they saw how much success the first one has, so they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should get our hands more involved in this, try yeah. to get a little bit more money out of this, and the, then the first because one, of that, they fuck it up. The first one was so low-key- it really like, was. It was like I feel like it was almost like a side project, and now that we're getting, and now it's that it's you know grabbing a lot yeah. of eyes. It's like ooh, let's get our head people more involved, right. and then but those head people generally fuck things up. Yeah, for Sony. Um, so one thing right off the bat that this movie got one hundred percent correct was the casting. Like you look from the top of the board to the bottom. Yeah, every casting choice was spot on. All star lineup. Um, Shamik Moore, Miles Morales, amazing. Dude, I love I love his voiceover of Miles Morales so much better than in the games, in the Spider-Man games. I wish we could have gotten a game, but then that wouldn't have made sense with all the Spider-Verse shit. So no, they initially wanted Tobey Maguire for the Spider-Man role. Um, that Jake Johnson guy yeah. as the mentor. That was the initial idea, but then they were like, "Oh, we don't want to confuse people with the Spider-Verse that they're trying to create." Yeah. So, and also, and not only that, but it all it but it did make sense their thinking on that because right. he would have at that point he would have been like you know old man yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. and he would have been able to teach Miles like that. But also, Jake Johnson, that was that was he so perfect to me. Park. He really did. Okay, one like especially for the comedy factor that they were yeah, going, uh-huh. he was such great comic relief in that movie. And that's definitely something Toby, I don't think, you know what, it's off. because he has that great timing comedy in Spider-Verse. And I feel like that also helps because, you know, he he played such a big comedic role in the sitcom New Girls. You know, yeah. when you're in a sitcom, you got to have that great comedic yes. timing. Yes. And I feel like that helped a lot for the comedic timing in the Spider-Verse. Also, you know, I think they might have looked back at the uh, Spider-Man 1 through 3 video games of Tobey Maguire's voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably they probably saw that and were like, maybe not the best yeah. choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he clearly did want to be there doing that shit. No, he did not. Tobey Maguire voice acting in the Spider-Man games. That might be some of the atrocious, most atrocious voice acting. It's so funny though, especially when he's a uh, black suit Spider-Man because uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. so much more like angry than he was ever in the movie. I mean, who else we got? Brian Tyree Henry as Miles' dad, uh, Jefferson Davis. Yeah, bro. When I first saw that, I didn't even realize it was him. Me neither. Yeah. Bro, me neither. I, I saw that and I was like, bro, Paperboy is his dad? Paperboy is Miles' dad. That blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. no way. And 
I think that even goes to show, like, when you don't, like, hear the actor behind the character, mm-hmm. like, it that just mm-hmm. shows you how well-fitting it was. Right. Mahershala Ali as the Prowler, mm-hmm. Aaron Davis, Miles Uncle, uh, Lee Schreiber as Kingpin. Catherine Hahn was Doc Ock. Catherine Hahn. Uh, Nick Cage. <laughs> Cage, yeah. Nick Cage is uh, Spider-Man Noir. Even John Mulaney is Spider-Pig. Yep, bro, that was great, too. Who are you trying to think of? Haley Steinfeld is Gwen Stacy. Yes. Spider, yeah. Yet another reason to mm-hmm. love Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. And and again, once again, like I didn't realize that was her at first either. I didn't either. So, I don't know. I just feel like they got those casting choices at such a great time to where I feel like a few of them weren't too crazy popular at the time. Haley wasn't crazy popular. Right. And neither yet. was Brian Tyree Henry. Obviously, he was, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta was that was like his biggest but still, thing. Still, it was a low key, you know, yeah. show. It's on FX. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously now he's gotten a lot bigger, being in Bullet Train, The Eternals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they really, they really got those casting choices at the right time i feel like and every single one of them was just perfect even those side spider characters bro and speaking of voice acting though like thinking about across the spider-verse i am so freaking hyped with the casting choices that we got for this movie too oscar isaac oscar isaac Spider-Man in per- 2099 yes, in particular uh-huh. he- and it seems like he's gonna play a big role mm-hmm. i didn't even realize rio morales was voiced by lauren velez who was fucking She's in Dexter, bro. She's a uh, uh, Captain LaGuerta. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that. Oh, my God. Bro, once again, that's I love when you don't recognize the voices right off the bat. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, and she, she's pretty low key. She is. And I mean, obviously, Nick Cage is Nick Cage. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Sometimes I like to have the matches burned down to my fingertips just to feel something, anything. <laughs> but damn, I didn't even know Captain LaGuerta was Miles' mom. Damn. Damn, for anyone who is listening right now and has watched Dexter, you should know who that is. I've some reason, somehow, seen Dexter three times. I, I don't even know how. I've I, seen Dexter three times all the way through. Why? I don't know. Dude, remember when me and you like sat in our bedroom and binged it all day? Do you we remember did? that? No. You don't remember that? No. What's Bro, we binged Dexter all day. Over summer, do you one remember time. what season or just like the show Dude, in general? Like the whole show, what the fuck? No, you I don't and me, bro, that. we were literally like s- trapped in our room watching Dexter out of all shows. I do remember watching that show, like, I've re watched Dexter more times than any other shows, like, front to back. I don't know why because I haven't watched the show in years, but mine's still The Office. I and I'm so, I'm kind of disappointed in myself with how many times I rewatch that show. But here's the thing too with with those kind of shows, you can just sit down and put on any episode. You don't really have to watch it front to back. I know, but I did. I oh. watched it front. <laughs> I watched it front to back. Because yeah, if you're talking about TV show in general, The Office is definitely up there from yeah. how much I've rewatched it. But yeah. if I if I had to sit down and watch a show from season one to season the ending, yeah, it's Dexter for me, and I don't know why. Let's go ahead and dive back into this masterpiece, though, because it kind of revolutionized the animation style. The animation style was definitely one of my favorite parts about Into the Spider-Verse is like they literally took a comic book and made it come to life. Mm -hmm. That was so cool. It was. And and you've seen live action movies try to do it as well. Like, remember the 2003 Hulk tried to feel more comic booky, but it just felt off. It It felt weird. It felt wrong. But this one fit so perfectly. See, but they didn't, honestly, the big thing that they did in that is they tried to split the screen up. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work. No. But they did take the important aspects, like, from a comic book 
page yeah. and you know like like the things like bam yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. like when uh-huh. uh, his spider sense was going yeah. off and it was like fuck out yeah yeah like yeah. that kind yeah, of just stuff. like little subtle things yeah and, and i remember re-watching it because i just re-watched it recently that's why i kind of want to talk about this movie as well but i was sitting there specifically looking for little things that would pop up yeah to see more comic book his spider and his spider sense like things would go blurry and then like he had like mm-hmm. the three lines above his head yeah the comic book techniques so it was combining computer animation with traditional hand-drawn comic book techniques, um, which was inspired by the work of the Miles Morales co-creator, uh, Sarah Pacelli. And at one point, so it required 140 animators, but at one point it required 177 um, animators, which is the largest crew used by Sony Pictures Animation on a feature film. And it said, I read that it took around a year for two animators to create just 10 seconds of footage that reflected the design that they wanted for the movie. That's actually insane. Yeah. And then, you know, they just created from there, but it took them a year to even get to like figure out the style, to get that that style and vision that they wanted. That's insane. I know. And also, and also like the textures of the comic book. Like, so you know how a lot of times like there will be like a, like a background image, like they'll color it in with like dots almost Uh like uh to show like a little bit of shade or add a little bit of color to it. Mm -hmm. Like they even did that in the backgrounds and even on the characters themselves. Well, and I feel like something we saw too, that was kind of unusual for a comic book feeling as well, or kind of even gave it more that comic book feeling Speaking of you were talking about like those blurry little dots in the background, the depth of field they would create sometimes. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Like when uh, Miles' dad was talking about this one new restaurant shop and in the background it was blurry, but then it showed the name and I don't know. It just was like phone party. Phone yeah, yeah, party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First, his, funny. his dad he was, funny. was funny. He was funny. He was funny. <laughs> he was like your classic dad. Yeah. But so the film's tone and visual style also drew influence from Japanese anime and mango works, which I don't even know what ma- or manga, excuse me, mango works. Oh my goodness. You didn't know manga. You do. I know what manga is. I didn't. Oh my God. Okay. What is it? Pretty boy was manga. It's, it's Japanese comic books. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 And most of them aren't colored. Yeah. Comics or graphic novels originating from Japan. I didn't know that. Um, well, at least I didn't know what that was. I, obviously, there's, you know, comic books in every country. Yeah. And a few Hayumazuki films as well, including 1988's Akiri. And you could kind of see that just based off of looking at the poster from that movie in 1988, the main poster. Because I'm going to show you this picture and you tell me what that poster looks like. Okay, so you see the poster. What does that kind of remind you from the movie itself? Well, the motorcycle, that definitely has the most relation to the robot spider that we got. I mean, she was like, that was her whole thing. Like, she was straight out of Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense why they would look to that when they, especially when they were animating um, Penny. It was Penny Parker, Uh right? Penny Parker, yeah. So when they were animating her and her little robot spider thing. That and um, Prowler's motorcycle as well. Yeah. Again, it's still, you know, very Americanized. But in a way, you, I feel like you definitely can notice the inspiration from from Japanese anime. Absolutely. Um, And I feel like in general, Spider-Man has a lot of Japanese influence. Shout out to films from the Phantom Zone because they are they were watching this week the um, Japanese Spider-Man TV show. And no bullshit, uh, Birdo, who's a co-host with Arnaldo of films from PZ, they said that that Spider-Man TV show 
inspired the creation of Power Rangers and Transformers. Really? Yeah. Which is pretty insane. That is insane. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of Japanese. And now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of Japanese inspiration for Spider-Man. There, I feel like there's a lot of Japanese inspiration, period, when it comes to cartoons. Like, yeah. Because a lot of our stuff is like Americanized yeah. um, anime, basically. I mean, basically. like, think of, I mean, perfect example would be Avatar. Yeah. That's literally American anime. With, especially with the animation style of the characters, the big eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, this animation style from Spider-Verse, you can tell it's definitely had some influence on the industry itself. And I mean, I told you this when I was seeing scenes or bits and pieces of uh, scenes from Puss in Boots to Last Wish. I was like, hmm, that animation style kind of reminds me of like Spider-Verse. And you saw Puss in Boots to Last Wish, but I asked you, did you notice any of that inspiration? Because... I can see what you're talking about, like when, um, especially with the, like when there was like sounds, like they would sh- animate the sounds basically. Okay. I, I get okay. what you're saying. Right. Like when he would, uh, clank, like he clanked his swords on the ground, uh-huh. you could like see that. Okay. And, uh, a lot of times when he was like fearful, it was, uh, it was similar to the spider sense. Like I get what, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. No, but when like death was near, um, Puss in Boots, like that's like the whole world would like stop, and you know he realized that he was there, and that was like similar to Miles's mm-hmm. spider sense. Obviously, it's still two very different animation styles. I mean, because you know, Puss in Boots is three D animation, and uh, Miles is two D. But I thought, and that's another thing about Into the Spider Verse, though, is I I thought it was a great integration of. 2D animation in a mm-hmm. modern setting because mm-hmm. we haven't gotten that. I feel like every an- I feel like yeah. a lot of animated films recently are just they're all 3D. They are like because yeah. you have Pixar, DreamWorks, and I mean like no hate to those two studios. That's what they're you know proficient in. But I do like to see some good 2D animation yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a breath of fresh air seeing that kind of animation style. And again, I mean going back to. Just when this movie came out, it came out in December of 2018 and I hadn't, you know, heard too much marketing behind it or or just, I don't know. I, I, the people around me just weren't talking about it. No. I'm sure looking back, it probably did get more attention and marketing than I thought, obviously, but I, no one around me was talking about it. And we went and saw this movie kind of just, just for the hell of it. Yeah. We didn't really know what to expect. We saw, we saw Spider-Man. We were like, oh, yeah. okay, let's go see it. Yeah. And we walked out of the theater and we were like, that was pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. No, dude. The biggest thing about this is this movie had such a strong story. It It was so good. It was such a, and it was so nice to get like a fresh origin story. We weren't hearing Peter Parker and Uncle Ben die for the (laughs) thousandth time. I'm like, thank you. Like a fresh take on Spider-Man. And it's not like we haven't seen Miles Morales before, but this was like his time to shine on the Mm -hmm. big screen. And I love to see that. And now I feel like the character of Miles Morales is really shining. Like yeah. across the Spider-Verse with the video game that came out two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Miles is getting a lot of attention. And I mean, we had expected or a lot of people were expecting Miles to show up eventually in the MCU. Don't know when that'll happen. Who knows? Maybe. There was there was <laughs> yeah. already a hint at it. I know. In, I know. Um, yeah. Homecoming. In, in Homecoming. Yep. He was like, I got a nephew who live here. And that was Aaron uh, Davis. That was Aaron Davis. Yep. Um. And I mean, who knows where this is going to go with the cross of Spider-Verse because we have the Insomniac Spider-Man in, uh, in some scenes. We have people are now suspecting, uh, suspecting Toby's suit 
in uh, one of the uh, posters that we've gotten, so it could just be all over the place. But I don't know how people can say this movie. I don't know how they could say it's overrated either. It did win fucking Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film mm-hmm. at the 91st Academy Awards. It was the first non-Disney or Pixar, you know, whatever yeah. bubble, to not win that award since Rango in 2011. So Rango won it in 2011, which wasn't under Disney or Pixar. Yeah. And that was the last time that... A studio outside, outside, of, that outside of that won the won, best animated... Yeah. F- that's wild. Until Spider-Verse in 2018. And could easily see that winning again. Dude, uh, I hope it I yeah, hope it does win again. It's got, I mean, it's got to. I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't got to. We it, don't know, bro. We again, don't know how good it is. We no, don't know, we how, don't good know how good it is. I mean, it we want it we high. want it to be that good, we but do. again, Sony scares me. <sighs> they really know how to fuck shit up, they don't do, they? They do. And the first one just set the bar so high. I really do think Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie that we have out of all the Spider-Man movies we have. I it's do. A, it's a bold statement. Do you not think so? Nah, I know. I kind of agree with you, but I know there's definitely going to be people out there that aren't going to agree with you on that. I mean, what would it be? Like, you can't tell me Spider-Verse isn't better than Spider-Man 2. Like, come on. Okay, but you're acting like No Way Home isn't a competitor. Dude, I don't... (sighs) No Way Home has got to be a competitor in that. You can have it be a competitor, but here's the thing. There's nothing that competes that competes it to me. Like I saw that movie and I'm like, that's the best Spider-Man movie we have. I rewatched it again recently. Still the best Spider-Man movie we have. I don't know. It's just so fucking good. I counted. I cried four times. (laughs) You cried four times. Yeah. During the rewatch. Oh my God. Dude, it's just such a good story. The voice acting's amazing. And the music. Dude, the the music. I do like the music. Right? Yeah. Especially Miles theme. Yeah. Bro, it's good. It's good. And on top of that, you got an amazing soundtrack itself with, the, you know, from other artists. Yeah. Uh, like the collab with Post Malone and Sway Lee. Mm-hmm. Like all those songs on there are great. You see Metro Boomin is producing the, the next soundtrack. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That actually has me hyped. Though. Yeah. It's going to be Metro Boomin. <laughs> uh-huh. Best Spider-Man movie to me. All right. Not to mention, bro, Into the Spider-Verse has one of the best scenes ever. Not just the comic book movies, but I think ever. You know a scene I'm talking about? Oh, what's up, Danger? Well, that's what's playing, the leap of faith. Yeah. But no, yeah, I I do think that is literally one of the best scenes because you have, you know, Miles' dad, his monologue in the background from earlier. Yeah. Uh, You got the music going on. That's all it is, Miles. A leap Leap of faith. Leap of faith, yep. I see this spark in you, and yep, it's amazing. Yep. It's probably so good. Nah, bro, that shit always gives me chills. It does. It gives me chills. Always. Because even when Miles' dad was giving him that talk earlier at his door, yeah, bro, I was like heartbroken. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that beautiful upside down shot, it's amazing. You know why it's upside down? Why? Because, he, in, I mean, in reality, he's falling, right. but he's rising. Rising. He's rising. <laughs> Dude, it's just so good. It's an amazing scene. And I don't know. It's just like, it's literally, it's honestly, it's funny too. It really is funny. It's a funny like, movie. It's not, it's not kitty animated funny. No. Like, it's just funny movie. Yeah. And, uh, bro, I thought John Mulaney was a great addition to some yeah. comic relief. Yeah, and there yeah. he's like, I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. Dude, no, no speaking, of, reason. speaking <laughs> of John Mulaney, when they're sending him back to his universe, Spider Pig, and he's like, that's, that's all, folks. folks. Is he allowed to say that? Like, legally? legally? 
<laughs> that shit was hilarious. That was, that was a great fourth wall break yeah. moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is he allowed to say that legally? That was great. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to hop on here and, you know, just praise this movie. I don't know. You got anything else to say about this movie? The only thing is, like, back to Jake Johnson, I yeah. what I also love, too, is, like, bro, he is such a huge Spider-Man fan. And he's, is like, he? yeah, he is. And he, like, always wanted to play Spider-Man, but he thought, like, just with the kind of person he is, like, that would never happen. No, I know. And he was so hyped to get this role. You could even, I feel like you could even go as far as to say that Jake Johnson maybe even gave, has given us maybe the best portrayal of, of Peter Parker. Best portrayal of Peter Parker? Of Peter Parker. In a sense of like what his Peter Parker was in that universe. I don't know. I don't know. You're making some bold claims I'm, right I'm, now. I'm not saying this is a claim. I'm just saying I feel like if people were to make that claim. You could see it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't shut it down. I wouldn't shut it down right away. Cause even I don't know. Even Chris Pine in the very beginning yeah, of the movie. I, I kind of. I was about to bring him up. Yeah. yeah. Even he was a great Peter Parker. He was for like the ten minutes yeah. we saw him. Uh yeah. Every Peter Parker was just good. <laughs> they were. They really were. He was like, what'd he say? He, uh he was like, Are you okay? He's like, Yeah, I'm fine. Coughing's probably not a good sign. Oh, and when oh. and that, when Kingpin comes up to Chris Pine and he takes the and he takes the mask off, mm-hmm. he was like, Oh, oh that, that's a yeah. that's a no no. That's a no no. And then Jake Johnson did the same thing later when Doc Ock <laughs> took his mask off and he was like he was like <laughs> He was like, oh, that's a no-no. Or he said he says something similar. He's like... <laughs> Wait, you love this part. Oh, you know her. Very cool. <laughs> Bro, Jake Johnson's delivery of yeah. that line uh-huh. is flawless to me. He's like, Gwanda? Oh, you know her. Very, Very cool. cool. <laughs> he just has great deliveries in that movie. He does. And again, I think that goes back to having to have that comedic timing in, you know, when you're in a sitcom. He, watch, he's gonna say you have twenty four hours. <laughs> no, <laughs> you yeah, got, you've got twenty four hours. <laughs> I, I I do like that too. Like they they also poke at themselves. Yeah, you know, it's like, not- and especially when you have a seasoned Spider Man like mm-hmm. him. Yeah, like yeah, he's definitely yeah. making fun of like all the basic superhero yes. stuff that uh-huh. he's seen throughout the years to the point where it's comedic to him. Yeah, where he sees what these villains do, he's like, Jesus Christ, it's another villain. Like yeah. I know exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> you got twenty four hours. Great movie. I don't have any flaws with it. I think one people say like, oh, Miles gets his powers or like has control of his powers way too quickly. Like he's only Spider-Man for two days. Bro. That, okay. That's okay. One that's stupid because he was literally getting trained by Spider-Man himself. So multiple yeah. Multiple Spider-Mans. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> Spider-Mans. Like he's going to pick up something. Yeah. And he wasn't even picking it up. And that's exact. That was exactly the whole point. It's. It's a leap of faith, Miles. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Mm-hmm. And all you got to mm-hmm. do is take that leap. Believe and in yourself. That's, and that's the difference between, you know, really struggling like he was in the beginning and like having that full control. Right. And once he took that leap, there you go. Well, because all those other, you know, Spider-Mans, it took them longer because they didn't have that mentor to tell them that it's a leap of faith. They had to figure it out on their own anyways. Yep. So it is going to take them longer. Yeah. And when exactly when you have someone to teach you, yeah. it's going to happen way quicker. It is. Very excited for Across the Spider-Verse. Very high expectations, obviously. Burger King boy, I, we need to go try that. <laughs> it's the Spider-Verse burger. They have it. There's in a it. burger? There's a burger. All right, we're trying the burger. With <laughs> red food coloring dye for the bun. Uh, Look, man, you know what's going to happen. Come on, bro. It's Burger King. All right. Don't act like you're not going to Don't act like you're not going to try it. All right, I'll try it. I'm going to try it, too, but whatever. 
I don't trust any of that shit. I don't, I don't trust, trust it. I'll eat it like once and yeah. then that's it. I don't trust that shit. But got to try it, you know, for the content. Yep. Hope Sony doesn't fuck this up. If they knock out of the park these next two across Spider-Verse and beyond the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Best comic book trilogy. It's very possible. Very possible. It's already shaping up to be the best Spider-Man trilogy. So. And I think Oscar Isaac is going to give us another great performance. I hope so. I think he will, for sure. So, obviously, we're going to do a review on Across the Spider-Verse when it comes out. My last line for this episode, Into the Spider-Verse, best Spider-Man movie. All right. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) All right. But that's going to do it for this little short episode. Thank you again for listening. Make sure to give us a review wherever you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio, you name it. Always helps us out. Give us five stars if you'd like to. And write us a review. It's always nice seeing reviews. As always with me, my co-host Garrett, and we will see you guys next time on Blake's Takes. See you guys.